Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Go With The Flow, a podcast for all our young girlies out there who are trying to live in more alignment with their bodies and feel empowered to nourish themselves in the best way possible. I'm your host, Sarah Caputo, and on today's episode, we are going to kick off the first of our four-part series, Infradian Over Circadian. In this series, we're going to break down each of the four phases of your hormone cycle to really discuss what is happening physiologically, hormonally, how this affects your emotions, your mood, and demonstrate some of the best ways nutrition can support your body throughout each of these days. So before we dive in, let's chat a little bit about the name of this four-part series. Circadian rhythm refers to a 24-hour cycle. Men could eat, work out, live the same day every day, and see the benefits to their health over time, because this is just how their bodies are naturally set. As menstruating women, we function off of a roughly 28-day cycle with our hormone levels constantly fluctuating throughout the month as we move through the infradian rhythm. This constant onset of changes affects everything from our mood to our energy to our hunger levels. And the practice of cycle syncing is where we can find a path to balance out the more crummy aspects that can come along with this. So now that we've laid that out, let's talk about today's focus. We're gonna strictly talk about the luteal phase, which is the fourth phase of our cycle. Now, for those of you who are more knowledgeable about your cycle phases, you're probably asking yourself, why are we starting here? Why wouldn't we start with the menstrual phase? Because that's when your cycle begins. And those questions are totally valid. But it's the luteal phase that really sets our body up for the beginning of the entire cycle. Being able to start off the first day of our menstrual cycle strong by putting in the work ahead of time in the luteal phase can only benefit us throughout the rest of the 28 days. So let's dive into the biology of this phase a little bit more. The luteal phase is an important part of the menstrual cycle that prepares the body for a possible pregnancy and helps regulate the menstrual cycle. This can take place between days 14 and 28 of your cycle, depending on your ovulation window, and lasts for about 10 to 14 days. After the ovary releases an egg, a special gland called the corpus luteum forms in the ovary. This hormone helps thickening the lining of the uterus, making it more receptive to a fertilized egg. Progesterone levels rise, helping regulate the menstrual cycle by suppressing ovulation and keeping the lining of the uterus in place. If the egg is not fertilized, the corpus luteum will break down and hormone levels will decrease, including your follicle-stimulating hormone and luteinizing hormone two hormones that play important roles in regulating your menstrual cycle, as well as a decrease to your estrogen and testosterone levels. This decrease in hormones is what tells the uterus to shed its lining, and that's what causes a period. Okay, so that was a little graphic, a lot of science. But to understand the hormonal changes during this phase of our menstrual cycle is important to help us connect the dots on how these physiological changes can really affect us. So many aspects of the body, including mood, hunger, and energy, are all affected by these hormonal changes, you guys. Studies have found that progesterone, which is the main hormone produced during the luteal phase, can affect neurotransmitters in the brain that can regulate our moods. One study published by the Journal of Affective Disorders actually found that women with premenstrual syndrome, you guys probably refer to it as PMS, had lower levels of serotonin a neurotransmitter that directly affects our mood during the luteal phase of their menstrual cycle. This is why you're probably less interested in spending time with your friends or participating in some of your favorite activities during this window of time. 
Another study that was published in the Journal of Psychiatric Research found that women with PMS had higher levels of cortisol, which is a stress hormone, during the luteal phase, which may contribute to mood symptoms. So having that exam right before your period was certainly not the best timing for your confidence. But don't worry, I'm sure you aced it. Hormonal changes during the luteal phase can also affect energy levels. One study published in the Journal of Women's Health found that women reported higher levels of fatigue during the luteal phase, particularly in the days leading up to menstruation. A pretty good excuse to take a nap in your first black class, if you ask me. Another study published in the Journal of Behavioral Medicine found that women reported lower levels of physical activity during the luteal phase. And this I can totally agree with. I know for myself, this is the time of the month where I really take a step back from all of my favorite workouts and try to just enjoy time either going on a walk in my neighborhood or just doing some light stretching in my apartment. Lastly, the hormonal changes that happen during the luteal phase can really affect your hunger cues and your food cravings. One study by the Mayo Clinic found that women had increased cravings for sweet and starchy foods during the luteal phase, which may be related to changes in their insulin sensitivity. Another study published in Cambridge University's journal, Public Health Nutrition, found that women had higher levels of ghrelin, better known as the hunger hormone, during the luteal phase. This is the hormone that tells your brain when to eat, causing a feeling of hunger. It's important to note that not all women will experience these symptoms during the luteal phase, and the severity of these symptoms can also vary. So pay attention to your own body, your moods, your hunger, your energy, the next time you find yourself in this phase of your cycle. Even if you're feeling any of this by a little bit or a lot, just know that it's not you. It's your hormones, and it's all a part of the flow but we can flow better, you guys. That's why this podcast exists. So let's flip to the fun part of this pod and discuss how we can use cycle syncing practices to help alleviate these unfavorable symptoms. So just a reminder for those of you who don't remember or maybe aren't aware, cycle syncing is a practice that helps us target nutrition to best support our hormonal balance in all of the four phases of our hormone cycle. So here are some specific ways that cycle syncing your diet can actually help alleviate the luteal phase symptoms we just discussed. So as we now know, this is a time when women are especially vulnerable to overconsumption, food craving, depression, and this is often associated with low serotonin activity. During the luteal phase, progesterone levels are high and estrogen levels are low. So this hormonal shift can affect our mood, making us anxious and irritable. To support mood regulation during this phase, consuming foods that are rich in tryptophan, an amino acid that supports serotonin production in the brain, could be really beneficial. Some good examples of tryptophan-rich foods could include turkey, chicken, fish, tofu, nuts and seeds. And consuming complex carbohydrates like whole grains and vegetables can help regulate blood sugar levels and support a stable mood. Now to help alleviate hunger and cravings, Cycle syncing your diet may involve consuming foods that are rich in fiber, protein, and healthy fats. These types of nutrients can really slow down digestion and promote satiety. So think about foods like avocados, nuts and seeds, whole grains, legumes, fatty fish. All of these are going to be rich in fiber, protein, really good sources of healthy fats. And to support your energy levels during this phase, 
Cycle syncing is a great opportunity to consume foods that are rich in iron and vitamin B. Iron is really important, you guys, for oxygen transport in the body, and this can help alleviate fatigue. So good sources of iron include red meat, poultry, and fish. And for my vegetarian girlies, I got you guys chickpeas, lentils, beans, spinach. All of those are really strong sources of iron. B vitamins, especially B6 and 12, are important for energy production and can be found in foods such as whole grains, meat, fish, as well as leafy greens. Water retention also increases during this time, you guys, and this can cause really uncomfortable bloating and puffiness. So just make sure you're drinking enough water and consuming hydrating fruits and vegetables. Think like watermelons, cucumbers, tomatoes, cantaloupe, grapefruit. All of these are really great options and honestly, some of my favorites. In getting my notes together for today's podcast, I actually found a great recipe for some healthy loaded sweet potato nachos, courtesy of this really awesome cycle syncing focus blog called So Fresh, So Green. It's packed full of luteal phase friendly foods, including ingredients like sweet potatoes, black beans, chicken, avocados, a dairy free cheese, and many nacho friendly veggies, as many nacho friendly veggies as you want. If you guys make this at your next evening in alone or at your next PMS sleepover with your girlfriends, take a photo and tag hashtag go with the flow on social media for us to see all the work you did. Well, that's all I've got for us today. Thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget to check out our podcast description for more information regarding the cited sources mentioned in today's pod, that nacho recipe I just talked about, as well as the link to our site that contains more resources about cycle syncing best practices. We'll be back next week to talk all things menstrual cycle, so stay tuned for the next installment of our series. And remember, ladies, just go with the flow. Thanks again. Bye.